Hey, welcome to the Learning to Lead podcast. This is Paul Doherty, and I'm honored for those of you that subscribe to this podcast, listen to it, share it on social media with your friends. It means the world to me to know that there's people out there that are listening to what God is speaking through me, and and I believe we're all learning to grow as leaders. I want to learn more from you, and I would love to get feedback from you. So if you want to tweet at me or send me a direct message on Instagram or on Facebook or email, you can uh, find me on social media, just Paul Doherty, my name, P-A-U-L-D-A-U-G-H-E-R-T-Y, or you can email me at lead at victory.com. That's lead at victory.com. So today I want to talk to you about some lessons I've learned from a mentor in my life and a friend. Uh, His name is Joel Osteen. You heard of him? (laughs) He is a uh, great pastor, great preacher, great author. Some amazing books that he's written have helped a lot of people. And he's on TV, he's got his podcast, and he's, you know, constantly encouraging people. So I just want to encourage you, um, if you've never listened to him, you should listen to him. And if you've been a critic of him, you should give him a chance and really listen to some of his messages, read his books, because they're helping a lot of people, and you can't argue with that. Right after my father passed, I started looking for mentors, and I started looking for some people that could speak into my life that I respected and that I admired and that were down the road quite a bit from where I was and where I wanted to get to. And so one of those people was Joel Osteen. I didn't have a connection with him. I didn't have a contact, an email, a way to get a hold of him. But I knew that if I could just read his books, he could mentor me from afar. And so the first book I read was Every Day of Friday. And honestly, I was so impacted by that book. I read it three times in one year. And every time I would pick it up to start reading, I would start crying. Just, I mean, crazy. Like every chapter was speaking to my life right, you know, during that season that I was stepping in to preach um, after my dad had passed away and people had left our church that were really close to him. And then people had stayed, but um, new people were coming. And some of the people that had stayed were comparing me to my dad. And so much of his books was um, just impacting me, speaking to me on encouraging yourself in the Lord, not finding your identity in other people's words about you and learning how to let go of the past and learning how not to use crutches in your life, but to be who God's called you to be. And so many different messages through that book were just speaking to me, and especially on the side of joy, because for so long, my joy was in Um, other situations, other people, seasons of life that I found my joy based on what season I was in, what people were saying to me, um, what circumstances were surrounding me or were not surrounding me. And one of the things that he taught me in that book, Every Day of Friday, is that joy is my choice and that I get to choose on a daily basis to have joy or to not have joy. But what I choose doesn't just affect me, it affects everyone in my life. And if I'm a leader, then I bleed that same attitude on the people underneath me that I'm leading. And I didn't even realize it, but I was bleeding an attitude of, of, of really just insecurity and sadness and uh, being dictated by the circumstances and my attitude had been, you know, whatever the day was like or whatever people said, that's how my attitude was. And it was affecting me, it was affecting my wife and the other people around me. And I didn't even realize it until I was reading that book and it just hit me, wow, 
I've, I've got to change, not just for myself, but I've got to change for all the people that are around me. And I think part of leadership is just recognizing to, to own your faults when you miss it, to own it and go, I've got to change in order to become the leader God's called me to be, but also to help those people that I'm leading become who God's called them to be. So I really was taking everything from that book and then started reading his other books, Your Best Life Now and Think Better, Live Better, all these different books on the mind, the heart, the attitude. Um, and then I started just praying. I said, God, if I could get a chance to meet Joel Osteen and just tell him how much he's impacted me and just build a friendship, that would be amazing. And I, I wrote that down in my journal um, in 2012. And anyways... About two years later, in 2014, one of my friends in our church you know, told me, hey, let's go down to Houston, Texas. Let's go, and right before you step in as pastor, why don't you just take a trip that summer? Because I was getting ready to step in as pastor of our church in August, and I had really been you know, just absorbing tons of books and podcasts from other pastors and leaders. And during that time leading up to 2014, I had been preparing, preaching on Saturday nights, preaching on Sundays quite often. Uh, My mom was leading the church at that time, right after my father passed. And my mom is such a hero in my life, man, she is the definition of perseverance. And, um, and so she told me you should go and visit some other churches, talk to some other pastors before you step in in August. Well, I took that trip down to Houston, Texas with my friend, and he told me, hey, I have a connection with the Osteens, and I'm going to see if I can get you an opportunity to talk with Pastor Joel. So we went down there by faith, and man, my wife came with me. We were blown away. They rolled out the red carpet for us. We got to meet the Osteens. We got to go over to their house and just sit down with Pastor Joel and Victoria. And the reason they did this, I didn't know this, but Pastor Joel told me, he said, Paul, your dad planted a lot of seeds in our family and in our church over the years. And when your dad passed, I was praying for you, and I've been watching you from afar. And man, as he was saying this, I just start bawling because I had no clue. He said, I've been watching you guys from afar, and I am so proud of you, and I'm excited that you're stepping in as pastor. And he said, I hope that I can be, you know, a voice of encouragement in your life. I said, Pastor Joel, you have been. You didn't even know it, but I've been reading your books, listening to your podcast, watching you on TV, and it has been so encouraging for our family, for what we've walked through, and for me stepping in as pastor at a young age and trying to fill the shoes of my dad. Anyways, so we got to talk to him, and just, you know, there was a lot of tears, but a lot of joy, joyful tears and encouragement, and he shared some things with me that I want to share with you about the church and about leadership And there was a few things that really stood out to me. And since that day in 2014, we've continued to stay in touch. In fact, this last week, I was just with him and Victoria, and my wife and I got to talk with them again. And they've been a friend in our life. They've been an encouragement. And they've continued to share some of the same principles with us over these last three years that we've known them. And um, the first one was this, just be yourself. If you can be yourself That is half the battle right there, that so many pastors, especially young people, struggle with being themselves. And um, we heard this, this, you know, encouragement from so many leaders in our life, be yourself, be yourself, be yourself. And I didn't realize how hard that was going to be and also how easy it is for leaders to lose themselves and to compare yourself to other people and start changing yourself 
to try and be like someone else or to try and be like your dad or be like the people that others compare you to. And so that was some of the best advice, just be yourself. And really, he said this, the faster you can be yourself, the faster your organization is going to grow, the faster you're going to um, really weed out the people that aren't really there for you but are just there to mold you into who they want you to be or in what they want you to do. And you're going to start finding the people that God's called to walk beside you that love you for who you are and believe in you um, the way that you are and aren't trying to change you into being like your dad or being like somebody else that they really like but love you and your unique personality. That was some of the best advice. Just be yourself. And the more that I started allowing myself, giving myself the permission to be myself, which took some time, because right when I stepped in as pastor and leader of our church, uh, I tried to be like my dad. And in fact, my mom gave me a pair of my dad's shoes, and she gave a pair to me and a pair to my brother just so we could remember him. But I took it a step further, and I actually wore his shoes, literally, uh, especially when I got up to preach. And I told myself, if I can, you know, if I fit in his shoes, maybe I can carry his same anointing, and people will like me, and they'll like my sermons, and they'll accept me as their leader. I know this is crazy. So I would wear his shoes every Sunday trying to preach. And finally, I had this friend come to me, and he was like, Paul, stop wearing your dad's shoes. And he gave me a pair of of new shoes that were more like me and my generation. And uh, they were some really cool like boots. And uh, my dad's shoes were kind of old school. And so I was excited to put on a brand new pair of shoes. But I was also nervous because I knew what it meant. It meant that I was allowing myself, giving myself permission to be me, to be myself. And to all the quirkiness, all the stories, all the unique style, different than my dad, And I remember that first Sunday I preached in those shoes, it felt so good, but it also felt so, you know, vulnerable because I was like, wow, what if people don't accept me? And, and lo and behold, people accepted me and there were some that didn't. And, uh, still to this day, I feel like, you know, every month we're, we're still in our first two and a half years, you know, as pastors, we haven't hit the three year mark. Um, but there's still people at times that will come to me and, you know, compare me to my dad. I still occasionally have someone who says I'm leaving because I miss the good old days. And, and it hurts because I'm like, man, I really want people to stay. I really want people to accept me for who I am. But Pastor Joel Osteen said this. He said, you know, when he stepped in as pastor after his father had been pastoring the church, he said many people that were connected to his parents could not accept him and ended up leaving. But he said every time a person left, he would pray, Lord, send 10 people in their place that are for me, that are with me, and that accept me for who I am, who you've called me to be. And he said, God superseded that prayer. And as people were leaving that couldn't accept Joel for who he was, so many more people were coming to the point where you wouldn't even notice the ones that were leaving or that were naysayers or critics Um, because so many new people were coming and getting saved and joining the church and plugging in. And I'm, that's what I've been praying. And that's what God's been doing here at victory is just, you know, as, as maybe one couple or family or person may leave out of offense or out of comparing me to my dad and just not accepting who God's called me to be. God has brought so many more people in their place to come and join the movement and be a part of what God's doing and accept me for who I am and be for me. And uh, man, I'm so thankful for that advice because the more that I'm myself, the more relaxed I am, the more at peace I am, the more fun I can have being who God's called me to be. 
and not worrying about trying to uh, be who others want me to be. And, you know, here's, here's a quote that I heard from a great theologian, and I forget which theologian it was, but he said this, when you fear God, you don't fear anyone else. When you fear God, you don't fear anyone or anything else. And I think what he was trying to say was when we fear man, we fear everything. When we're trying to please man and trying to impress man and trying to make people like us, uh, we're not fearing God and we're missing out on who God's called us to be. So just be who God's made you to be. Be yourself. Obviously grow in that. Change where you need to change when it comes to attitudes or when it comes to standards. Keep rising higher. Keep growing in your knowledge of the word. Keep growing in your skills as a leader. But when it comes to the core personality of who God's created you to be, don't compromise that that personality, that quirkiness, that goofiness, that youthfulness, whoever you are, you know, be who God's made you to be. Don't try to be T.D. Jakes or don't try to be Joel Osteen. Don't try to be, you know, Stephen Furtick or Judah Smith or uh, whoever it is out there that you admire. I admire all of those guys. I listen to them, but I have to guard myself and really protect my heart to say, no, I got to be me. I can't be Stephen Furtick. I can't be Judah Smith. I can't be Robert Madu or T.D. Jakes or Joel Osteen. I've got to be who God's made me to be. And the more that I am being myself, the more God's going to grow uh, what God has put me in charge of. Uh, one other thing that Pastor Joel has, has taught us is this, that we've got to be careful not to let discouragement settle in on us. That the devil wants to get leaders discouraged, whether it's by people that are leaving or people that are criticizing you or um, things not taking off as fast as you thought they would take off. And you have to guard your heart against discouragement. And Pastor Joel just emphasized this so much to me and Ashley that we have to be our own biggest encouragers. We can't expect other people to feed that encouragement inside our hearts. We have to daily speak the word over ourselves and cast down discouraging thoughts, discouraging words that might come out of our mouth. You can't live a victorious life when you have a defeated mouth or a defeated mindset. You have to guard your heart against that. And and that's for all of us as leaders, that we have to be our biggest encouragers. Just like we could, you know, uh, focus on the negative and get all caught up in in our weaknesses and our problems where where things aren't working out we have to shift the focus onto the positive things and say you know what i'm made in god's image i am called to do what god's called me to do i'm anointed to do this and become your biggest encourager and listen to messages that are going to encourage you you know read books that are going to encourage you and and be careful feeding on things that discourage you be careful talking with friends that are constantly talking about the negative or the weaknesses and uh, really focus on being an encourager in your life and and choosing not to focus on discouraging words that have come at you you know i recently had a critic Um, really say some negative words to me about four weeks ago, and it was weighing on me, so much so that I was starting to feel discouraged, I was starting to feel defeated, and I picked up my phone thinking, who can I call, who can I call, what contact should I call that's going to help me get out of this slump of discouragement, and I just heard God say, put the phone down, put the phone down, there's no one on that contact list that can fix what's in your heart, only God can do it. And God was saying, Paul, you've got to let me encourage you through you encouraging you. 
And so that's what I begin to do. I just begin to pray. I begin to speak the word of life over myself that I'm more than a conqueror. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. He who started this work in me is faithful to complete it. I'm going to fix my thoughts uh, on thoughts that are praiseworthy, thoughts that are true, thoughts that bring glory to God. And I'm going to cast down every imagination that that sets itself up against the glory of God in my life. And so I just begin to speak the word of God, pray the word of God. And after taking about 15 minutes to do that, I felt confident. I felt encouraged. I felt strengthened. I was excited. I was ready to go out and like preach a sermon and conquer the world. But what happened was I, instead of putting the, the uh, responsibility on someone else to try and encourage me, someone else to try and build up my confidence, someone else to try and fix that issue in my heart, I immediately took that responsibility myself and said, no, I'm going to be the encourager and I am not going to let discouragement settle in on my heart. Most of the days that God has done great things in my life, have been not the glorious moments on stage, not the awesome moments that we post on Instagram, but it's been those behind-the-scene moments in my bedroom or in the office at the church where I just start praying and taking authority uh, over the enemy of discouragement in my life, and I start to really just build up who God's called me to be. So be yourself and be your biggest encourager. And don't put that pressure on someone else to try and build you up or to try and shape who you're supposed to be. God has created you uniquely you. All the quirkiness, all the goofiness, the jokes, the humor, the introvert, the extrovert, whoever you are, whatever uh, background you have, you are unique. And when you are yourself, I'm telling you, God just blesses you when you are truly you and you are growing who God's called you to be, growing into more of who God's called you to be and not trying to be like someone else. And when you are your biggest encourager, I'm telling you, you and I, when we do that, we are becoming the leader that God's called us to be and God blesses that kind of leadership. I love you. I believe in you. Your best days are right in front of you. Thanks for listening to this podcast, Learning to Lead. Hey, please share it with some friends and uh, we'll see you on the next episode.